0: good morning good afternoon good evening folks Michael uber one rental at a time back with a man who called it he called it right i did not he said rates were going to five percent very quickly we are here now and uh we could see six percent this year this is of course 30 year money owner you know best financing so i thought we'd ask how does the housing market react to what's going on today greg
1: well, we're already starting to see reactions. We're already starting to see uh, price declination. So certain areas, now real estate's hyper-local. Every market's different. Mm-hmm. And there are still hot pockets in every market. Yeah. Um, I had a good friend of mine uh, that just put his house on the market over the weekend, listed it on Friday at $2.1 million or $2.2 million sale. Wow. Cash offer and, you know, the next day. when wow. you on the market for three days. So <laughs> there's still in cash. You know, so there's still yeah. a certain level of the market that's doing well, but our our area, very small area, there might be 20 houses on the market right now. That's mm. it. Yeah. So, you know, with a population base of about 70,000 in the city proper. Mm. Wow. So, you know, my market's very different, but um in the southeast, you know, the sunbelt areas, you know, which we're kind of below the frost line, so you know, we're in that kind of area. Mm. So, we're a popular demographic, a lot of people moving here for different reasons um where I live. So, um you know, but to, but to answer your question, what we're seeing and hearing across the country is two things. One, uh, we're seeing price, you know, uh, reductions on inventory. We're seeing properties sit a lot longer, even in my area. There's properties that are overpriced that are sitting. Um, you're seeing deals fall apart and um, you're you're hearing, you know, builders are having issues with contracts falling out that they contracted their buyers qualified, you know, six months ago. They can't qualify for that mortgage now. So you're starting yeah. to see some of that. And um you know, other areas are experiencing it even more. And in the commercial market, uh, I'm starting to hear about deals where lenders are pulling the financing at the closing table. I've heard that too. can't commit to that rate right now. Yep. Um, that's happening over and over. I'm hearing that more and more. Uh, and I'm also hearing about deals just falling apart in general because, you know, going in cap rate and financing, you know, when the time they get done with the due diligence, you know, the financing doesn't work anymore. So some deals are starting to, you know, fall out and retrade in the commercial side as well. So interesting.
0: Yeah, I think I think commercial is the one that I think you know, when we look back, you know, we'll fast forward and it's 2025 for a minute here. I think when we look back, commercial uh, will have cumulative more pain because of the debt structure, right? The the residential market this time around uh, heading into this year, 98% of loans were 30-year fixed. That doesn't that doesn't feel like, you know, a lot of forced sellers. I think there will be four sellers in the commercial market, right? They went in, they got bridge debt one year, IO, interest only. Uh, their value add didn't go as well as they expected. They got flat rents versus five. There's all kinds of things breaking in the commercial segment sec, sector. I'm already hearing. Um, do you think that's true? Do you think commercial has more pain ahead than residential?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Residential, you know, it's going to take time because of the inventory. I mean, it's just yeah. record low inventory. So it's going to take some time for that market to correct. And it's going to take rates, you know, going much higher, but it's already happening. And a lot of the buyers, millennials, especially, they're just giving up because they're priced out of the market. Um, they can't afford a house. There's nothing to choose from. Prices are too high. And then they're getting hit on the rent side. So yeah. to your point, you know, let's take Grant Cardone, for instance. So he primarily uses floating rate debt over 10 years. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, but there's caps. You, know, you can buy rate caps. And I don't know what his exact debt structures look like. But a lot of people have been using five-year bridge debt that's floating yeah. rate, you yeah. know, or or you know interest only that's fixed for maybe three or five years. So a lot of these deals that were done over the last, you know, two, three, four years, are going to be resetting into this new higher rate environment. Now, you know, they're probably they've been able to almost double their rents in a lot of areas, and that's that's you know the issue. So that that might offset. Maybe but there's no money in it. Yeah, so they have to pay their investors back. So you know you're going to see a lot of situations where they can probably maybe potentially refinance and return capital but they're not going to make any money
0: yeah, and maybe um, yeah
1: you, you know it's really interesting it's been all over the news lately about how rent how high rents are going and you and I've talked about it at a certain point people are going to push back and rent i mean they can only go so high and it's I already agree. starting to happen there's people you know all over the news this weekend you know in florida that their rent was going up, I think a $1,000 a month or something yeah, like that, crazy, crazy, or even yeah. doubling. Yeah, and they're I like, look, that. we're moving. I mean, we just, we're not going to pay. I think they're paying $3,500. It's going up to $6,000. they are like, Ooh. we're just not going to do this. We're in Miami. You know, there's plenty of other op- options out there. We're just moving. So landlords are going to be pricing themselves out of the market. But some of these hot areas, you know, South Florida, Arizona, you know, Texas, I mean, a lot of those hot markets are, you know, the ones that have jacked rents, you know, 20, 30, 40% on people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, New York's another one where rents have really gone up. A lot of people think New York, all these vacancies. Yeah. So office, yes. And what people have learned and what we are learning is that, you know, return to cities doesn't always mean return to return to the office or return to work. People want to be in the city for the lifestyle. Agreed. Not necessarily because they have to office there. So, uh, you know, residential is under a lot of pressure in New York and rates are going up. So Yeah. Um, Very interesting times right now.
0: Yeah. I want to go back. I just, it just jumped in my head. So I'm going to ask, do you know what your friend who just sold that house for 2.2 is doing? Are they moving to Florida? Are they going to buy something else? Are they just sitting on cash? And if you don't know, it's okay, but I'm just curious because this is a big deal, right? There's a lot of people that have a lot of equity, but usually when you sell, you also become a buyer. Yeah. It's, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't matter where, where you go, you're going to be a buyer, but yeah, they're going to stay local. So their okay. options are limited. And that's been a big discussion as, you know, well, yeah. you know, they've been wanting to sell cause they're downsizing. Kids are gone, ah, you know, okay, big house, okay. you know, so that's, you know, they're going, going from a very large house and they want to downsize. And, um, we've been talking about it over the last few years and timing wasn't right. And things like that. And I mean, even, I guess it was, two years ago they'd put the house on the market right before the pandemic mm. and it didn't sell. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, and that's how much the market's changed and it went in a couple of days because yeah. you know it was one of the highest price homes in that area. But yeah, they want to stay local. But I've had several friends, my mom included, not, you mm-hmm. know, sold her house over the last, you know, year or two and she's renting, mm-hmm. you know, for the for the rest of her days. And that's okay. what made sense for her. She thought about buying us, no, just rent, you know, at yeah. your point in life, you know, why why have the hassle and the headache and you know, potential tax increases and all those things, just pay a fixed rent, all her utilities are included. And you know, they're not jacking her, you know, she's got a good reasonable rent escalation in in there. And that's something that you're going to start to see people are going to start rising up about rent. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to see rent controls become a thing uh, in a lot of cities and a lot of Mm -hmm. areas, uh, just because of the pressure it's putting on people, because they're going to be facing, you know, people rising up, number one, they're going to be facing people leaving number two. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. I think, I think when I look at the apartment market, I think there's a lot of lot of uh, negative headwinds, and I think one of them is going to be rent. I think I think there's a lot of new operators who got sucked into the Fed keeping rates low and cap rates going crazy. I mean, I, I remember there was an operator who who actually said he expected cap rates to go to two point five percent. Yeah, I'm like in some areas, it might
1: you know, force stabilize, for stabilized, for stabilized, fully performing asset in some markets, sure, mm-hmm. uh, some assets, and you know. To to your other point about commercial, whether or not it, you know, it will feel the impacts, certain aspects of it, but let's just talk multifamily, because that's mm. that's the marquee of the commercial asset uh, class, you know, commercial real estate asset class, you know, multifamily residential is the, you know, triple A rated bond that you want to buy. And that's how mm. investors look at it. It's the safest one to invest in. They're not interested in office retail and all that, uh, even triple net, you know, single tenant triple nets with, with you know, a credit clients um or tenants mm-hmm. you know those are less desirable than multifamily so that is seen as a bond play okay so there is going to be a lot of capital coming into the markets because they're exiting financial markets right now mm-hmm. with what's going on they're okay. looking for alternatives so they're coming in and paying cash for a lot of these assets yeah but you know you're talking about family offices, you're talking about investment funds, you know things like that you know the traditional like a you know life insurance company mm-hmm. or a uh, sovereign wealth fund, Sovereign wealth funds can be a little bit more nimble, but like a life company, a pension fund, you know, they can't be direct um, buyers necessarily, but there is a market, you know, being created for that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just see this commercial market. Um, There was something called the Tina trade, right? There is no alternative. (coughs) Excuse me. And um, I think that's changing, right? The five-year note last week was above 3%. It's no longer under one. Uh, I think as the Fed does what it does, the the Tina trade kind of falls apart. That's what we're seeing in the stock market, right? Where people rotation into uh, consumer staples versus discretionary versus tech. I I mean, if you can get 3% on a five-year, why would you get, you know, not many people want two and a half on a riskier asset, I would think.
1: Yeah. And that's the whole that's the whole reason why mortgage rates are rising, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with the bond market, because, you know, they're looking at the risk. Right. So um, why risk, especially residential, which is seen as one of the riskier, believe it or not, even with the qualified borrowers, because of what happened 08 09, it's still risky versus Mm -hmm. multifamily. Multifamily is your safe haven. And, you know, looking at bonds right now, the bond market's been really weird. Yeah. But yeah, you know, the five years at, you know, 2.78, the the 10 year is back down to, you know, 2.8 right now. So bonds have been kind of all over the map, but yeah, they came in you know, today. When you think about inflation. commercial real estate at a two and a half cap or a three cap, you know, you can buy a 20 or a 30 year right now, you know,
0: exactly where I'm going with this. Cause again, I don't think the fed's done. I think the fed's got to get back to neutral. I think they got to get to 3%. That's the funds rate. If the funds rate goes to 3%, do you have a guess where the 30 year, might be at the end of the year if i if i'm right which you're not saying i am but let's just pretend for a minute that i'm right fed yeah, funds in the
1: sevens. wow that stops everything that yeah just, and it's not based on the fed funds rate obviously it's you know mm-hmm. it's yeah, you know, based it's okay. it off the 10-year treasury because that's where you know risk is is assessed yep. mm-hmm. but if the fed funds rate goes up that high then the bond market's going to kind of go up with it yeah. and you know stocks are going to be 30 percent below where they're at now
0: yeah, because when I think about the funds rate at three, I think the 10 years at five, maybe four, seven, five, five, something like that. And then the th- you got to have a risk. You have to have a spread. Yeah, you could be in the sevens.
1: Yeah, and I guess we'll talk on the next episode about the Fed and what they're doing, because yeah, we will. the question is, can they get there?
0: Yeah, we will, we will uh, get to that right now. But before I do, Greg, how can people find you?
1: Yeah, gregdickerson.com. All my social media profile links are there. Go check it out.
0: Thank you, buddy.